I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Last time on Down Abbey, Lady Sybil died. And that's it. Well, also, uh, Anna got some important information about a Miss Bartlett, and we'll see how that pans out this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. I don't feel pain anymore. Guess what, baby? I feel And we are back again after a break. Yeah, that was that was uh it was necessary. It was necessary. I mean, aside from having just busy schedules and stuff, but uh It I was think, a, an appropriate break. <laughs> yeah, people needed to reflect. We we needed to reflect. Yeah, it, uh, it's a heavy episode. It's a turning point for Downton Abbey. It really it is. It is. Yeah. It's funny. I was talking to a friend who uh who was just at the exhibition. Mhm. And he Who's your friend? My friend Ken. Okay. And he, we were saying how everyone, I know we've said it on this podcast before, that everybody thinks that, you know, like Sybil and Branson are such a long standing relationship, but no. Yeah, it goes by really quick. But I mean, Tibble, that, that, that's what they're called on the online community. It's strong. People, people love Tibble out there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, like honestly, it's like a handful of episodes in the first season, handful of episodes in the second season, and then gone how much time spent being a creep seven years six years <laughs> yeah charitably you know at least yeah, four yeah 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 four uh and let's just not say he was creeping because he did actually end up getting there you know as his wife so that's it, creeps yeah. have gotten their <laughs> women they've wanted that's true i'm just trying not to upset And this it. is not a podcast about the president of the united states hey, 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 hey. i'm just trying not to upset our contingent of fans who may uh like Branson, because there's a lot of Branson fans out there. Hey, we we have, you know, we're the Downton podcast that keeps it real. It's true. That is true. Uh, most of all, uh, trying trying to keep it real. I put a question out in the universe this past week on our Instagram, asking about Doctor Clarkson because mm-hmm. I thought it was time to review his uh his medical credentials. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. I saw there were some interesting responses. Yeah. So I asked, uh, is Doctor Clarkson Clarkson good at his job? He could have saved saved Sybil, but he couldn't save Lavinia uh, from the Spanish flu. Also, Isabel correctly di- diagnosed a man that he couldn't, as we recall from episode two of season one. Yep. Uh, multi-fandom madness 1900 said, I don't think he's a good doctor. He lets his pride get in the way of the well-being of his patients. This is not a good quality to have in a doctor. That, that's his pride. He, I've never seen him as too proud. I think sometimes he doesn't listen, you know, to, he doesn't want to listen, as in the case with Isabel, he didn't want to accept her diagnosis until she kind of just strong-armed him into it. And then I commented on that photo as well, Mm -hmm. that he drives that um, guy in the military to kill himself (laughs) because he tries to, or he throws him out. That's true. That is true. Wait, Mr. Lang killed himself? I can't remember. No, not Mr. Lang. No. And um, the guy in, that, that is blind and uh tom oh, barrow yeah. is like yeah yeah his he's friend like, well we've done all we can so we're kicking him out and then the guy kills himself yeah that's but right granted different mm-hmm. sort of circumstances all still it, 
on the the win loss record of Clarkson, that's not yeah. a win. But there there was two other people who seemed to have the more sensible responses uh, than than what we were providing. Uh, Downton, sweet Downton, uh, said, <laughs> "I don't believe he's the best doctor, but he's only human and tries his best. Unfortunately, his best isn't good enough most of the time." Wow, that's fair. His best, his say that again. His best isn't what good enough. Most isn't of the good time. enough. Wow. I mean, you got to think about the the time period. You know, he could only work with what knowledge he had at hand. Um, and that's what's re- reiterated by the lady and the chauffeur. I, I believe oh, that's is ref- that a Tibble account. Yeah, that's a Tibble account. Uh, I think for the time and age that we're talking about, he's a good doctor. Yes, he's made mistakes, but he's only human, and none of them were life threatening, apart from Darling Sybil, which he correctly diagnosed. And hypothetically, the guy in the second episode. Yeah, yeah, whoever that guy was. But- he's the one that Edith makes out with, the farmer. Is he? I think he is, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, though, thank you to those... Uh, uh, an account. Sorry. Thank you to those accounts that uh, responded to that question. I, I think maybe we are a little too harsh on Dr. Clarkson, considering. Well... And he won bonus points last week for his correct diagnosis. And if it, Dr. Clarkson in this week's episode well, is... You know, there's he, a bit of a... He's put in a spot. Yeah, a tough spot. Uh, we'll see how that pans out for him. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we why don't we get into this episode, right? Sure. We're drinking beers, recording for the first time ever. Well, it's you know late night on a Friday night. Uh, I did not plan to be back in Connecticut, Connecticut tonight, but I'm I'm ready to record an episode. So yeah, I've got uh you know, the ladies off gambling, so I'm here with just me and my thoughts. So when you said you wanted to record, I said let's do it. Crack a beer. Yeah, yeah. I'm I drinking a coffee stout though, so I'm keeping it on brand. Yeah, I, I've been trying to lay off the alcohol because I'm training for the New York Marathon, but uh, it's Friday night. I got I don't have to run tomorrow because other things. Anyways, let's just get to the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so this episode, it starts off uh, with that classic thing we've seen in the past after characters dive. People with the black armbands back on. Mm-hmm. Cars pulling away. The funeral's over. They're not going to waste our time with the funeral. Nope, it, it, happen, it happens. Grantham looks so dapper in his black suit or whatever he's wearing. Yeah, he does. And yeah. there's some interesting collars. Yeah, that's the thing. He's got a really nice black collar on. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. That's all we got to say about that. But Cora is still not great to him. No, no. She still very much blames him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the storyline went in like a lot of directions. So like I had like notes all over in my phone, and they they were it all kind of like came together at the end, like all these like diverging mm-hmm. storylines. So I'm gonna have to try and navigate my way through these notes to recap this episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, I've been thinking about changing the way that I take notes to like a character based grid. I try to follow that a but little bit. I, I think it I, as I'm watching the episode, I just kind of it would make. It would probably double or triple the amount of time it took me to watch an episode. <laughs> Just to keep it organized. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we've made it this far doing things the way we've been doing things. Yeah. So, why, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the first things first is uh, you know, Matthew and Mary are trying to offer their help to, to Branson. And he's he, he says, my wife is dead. I'm past help. The dude is as despondent as ever. Yeah. He had, I mean, there's really not too much to say about Branson in this episode. I mean, there's a couple, well, there there are things, you know, there are plot points, but I feel like he is more of an accessory. Yeah, because that's the interesting to his thing. his own 
fate and yeah. his own future. Because the big thing that comes up in this episode is the christening of his daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he really actually argues much about it or, you know, speaks up all that much in the episode. He, he's kind of on the periphery. But, like, that's a really important thing because, you know, he's Catholic and that's, you know, what will ultimately decide what happens to his baby. Uh, but, yeah, it's interesting that like, it doesn't seem like he's, like, the one in that conversation all the time. No, it's well, it seems like... What what religion are the Crawleys? Do they ever make it clear? I think there's a strip Christian, right? No, <laughs> right? I I don't know. I'm not really in the religion stuff. Yeah, whatever. It's not Catholic. There there must be Protestant. Yeah, that's some, that's the other thing, right? Yeah, some uh, sect of that. Yeah, and this is a very strange subplot because Sybil did say to Mary that he should be baptized Catholic. Yeah, we made note of that. Like, what a weird thing to bring up before you're dying. And then she she knew. She knew yeah. it would be a thing. Yeah, and here we are a week later discussing, uh, you know, should this baby be a uh, Catholic or not? Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> that's uh, it's funny because they bring the 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 priest in, but he's not a priest; he's Mister something. Uh oh, Mister Travis. Mister Travis. I looked it up. He's been on five episodes of the show already. I I don't wow. recall him being on five episodes of the well, show. Well, he's, he's he's at the weddings. He's and at the stuff. weddings. Yeah. So that's two. Yeah. He's not at that last episode when, or two episodes ago when Branson comes running back. That's another like fat priest with the the neck. Yeah, that's <laughs> with a, the weird cuts. That yeah, guy. That, I don't think that's him. Yeah, Mister Travis. Yeah, and there's that's a very strange scene where they're at the dinner table and Mister mm-hmm. Travis. They're talking about Catholicism not being legitimate. Yeah, and then they're saying, "What about these people?" And what about these people? Are they not legitimate? What about the Indian people? Are they not legitimate because they're not Protestant? <laughs> and Mr. Travis is just like, well, I guess certain people are this and certain people are that. And it's such yeah. a such a weird scene. It's an interesting scene. Though. Yeah. And I think it like Carson was a little bit more pointed at what the problem is with Catholicism is that the people who follow that are largely Irish and they want to start an uprising. So I think that's where the negativity kind of stems from is just like who's behind that religion exactly the irish and uh <laughs> I, I mean that's a that's an oversimplification of yeah, oh for, oh 100% that's very much simplifying it but that's where i think some of the antagonism is like related to catholicism is just you know they're associated with this these people they don't like yeah and uh branson's like well i'm one of those people yeah 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 uh and you know, Grantham doesn't like this. He he even says, uh, "What was it? This is the first time in like a hundred or two hundred years there would be a, a Catholic in the uh, Crawley family or something like that." He says, "I'm flabbergasted." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's not the only proposal that Matthew has or um, Branson has rather. Um, Branson wants to name the child Sybil. Yeah, and what does Lord Grantham say? It's, it's a it, ghoulish idea. It's a ghoulish idea. And he call, he calls Catholics left footers. <laughs> that's one of a, oh, that's man. a very strange um, scene when he it's like Mary is sitting outside mm-hmm. on a bench and Lord Grantham walks up he's like let me tell you why I'm upset today yeah 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 it's like well, I got my my granddaughter's gonna uh, gonna be a left footer mm-hmm. and her name is gonna be Sybil like what is going on what does left foot even mean I did I should have looked it up it's yeah. probably just slang for Catholic it must yeah. that's exactly what it is I would assume yeah uh, if we're if we're wrong at message us right. <laughs> And the other thing too about calling it calling the daughter Lady Sybil, what do you think of that? Do you think that's weird or do you think that's appropriate? I think it's uh it's strange. Maybe as a middle name? Yeah. because like don't let Sybil define who your daughter is, you know. Like carry it on, but don't make it the thing. Mm-hmm. Was it even discussed 
changing the letter from S to C of how you spell Sybil? Isn't is Sybil Crawley S? Oh, no. I spelled it with a C online. Then someone shouted us out. Oh, that, it's S? Yeah, it's S. So does um does he want to name the baby Sybil with a C? No, but that's why I was saying, like, why didn't anyone ask that question, you know? <laughs> it's, it's the same. <laughs> it's a little different. Just a little different. Not as ghoulish. It's Sybil with a C. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it ma- makes much difference. A C for Catholicism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. I've been writing Sybil with a C. I know my phone autocorrects and I have to keep fixing it, even though even though I'm saying Sybil and you guys can't understand or hear that, you know, I know it's an S. Yeah, I'm saying it with a C. Yeah. We gotta, I've been writing with this. I guess I've, well. I guess we have to adjust our power rankings, consider the Sybil with a C versus Sybil with an S. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there hasn't been a Catholic Crawley since the Reformation. That's what Grantham says. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but like Violet is looking at the bigger picture during all of this because she, you know, theorizes like what if he takes away the baby to Liverpool and then mm-hmm. it'll just be raised with all these other people. So it's, you know, kind of like it's a thing we rarely see between Grantham and uh, Violet where he's listening to her and he's like sitting in the seat and they kind of frame him like sitting lower than her as if like, you know, it's a boy talking to his actual mother, which we rarely see in his interactions Mm -hmm. with uh, with her. But she's kind of like stressing to him, you know like don't like push them away and stuff like that and also Cora you gotta like you know work on that That's, whole that deal. was a really really good scene you don't really see them have mother daughter or mother son moments yeah and that was a really good mm-hmm. uh, version especially considering she's just been the queen of quips yeah 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 exactly and you see him like sunken in his seat like a like a little petulant boy I'd yeah, say he's, de- <laughs> he's depressed everyone there is dealing with a serious loss mm-hmm. and it really stinks for all of them yeah but certain people are expected to pretend like it's not a big deal, and it seems like they expect Robert to be one of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, you know, they show the baby for a second in this episode. It's not clear how long it after the Sybil passing took place. This is May and June, so within two to three weeks. That baby is massive, man. You see its head? That It's funny, because I said that she didn't even look close to being ready to give birth, mm-hmm. and... Oh, that, that, so I was double right because that baby's not a preemie. It's huge. Yeah. And the eyes, you see how big the eyes were on that baby? They're like so like, there was like darkness in those eyes. I could see into it. Wow, geez. The soul. Her mother's ghost. Yeah. 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 No, that baby was alive and kicking. Whatever they're, the, you know, whoever, whatever actor they got for that baby, man, that's a well-fed baby. Yeah, I mean, she's probably like eight now. We can tweet her. <laughs> no, I, let's not do that. <laughs> hey, good job, baby acting. <laughs> yeah. Good, good work there. Uh, well, what we're talking about, Robert. Yeah. Cora's not happy with Robert at all. Oh, no. Nor should she be. I don't know. I think she takes it to the extreme. She just lost her daughter, dude. But she keeps blaming it solely on him. I mean, when you have grief, how do you cope with it? Blame it on someone. Not th- That's not <laughs> good. No, I, I don't advise on it, but... You know, if it's if it's someone like where Grantham was so far in the wrong last week, I think it makes it easy to just kind of pin all your anger on him and stuff. And the fact that he won't own up at all or give an inch that, you know, maybe, you know, he was in the wrong. I think that just makes it worse. I don't think he deserves that treatment, though. She says to him, you blocked the last chance to prevent her death. I mean, is she wrong? No, but as we see in the episode, you know, like it, it was on the, you know, the path of happening. 
And she mm-hmm. goes off on him. She gives him that like that really harsh line where she talks about how, you know, he trusted um, Sir Philip because he was a knighted and because of mm-hmm. the status. And she didn't listen to, you know, Dr. Clarkson, who had a lifelong history of knowing Sybil. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, maybe. But Dr. Clarkson also got like couldn't save Lavinia. Yeah. All these things that we say about Dr. Clarkson being a bad doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I mean, she has every right to mourn, but I don't think she should be so hard on Robert. At the same time, I think he should at least give a little and be a little bit more understanding of the situation. I don't think like, he's given any opportunity to be understanding. He doesn't even get to say anything. He walks in and says, can I sleep in my bed? And she's like, uh, no, you can't. Yeah. We don't. We never see him get the opportunity to, to have sleep a discussion in the bed. about it. <laughs> we see him sleeping on a couch with Isis. I would in love to watch that. ISIS. I would love to see that. <laughs> He's in the doghouse literally with Isis. Dang. Um, Cora is like a real, I mean, understandably a wet mm-hmm. blanket. Yeah. But she is a, she is a soaking wet blanket in this episode. Soaked I, with her I, own tears over I, losing I, your daughter. I disagree a little bit. Also, do you think they paid Tapsil, uh, you know, the guy who messed up on delivering uh, Sybil's child? Do they yes, think, Sir Philip. Yeah, do you think they paid him? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Is there like a deduction for like you, you botched the, the landing? Uh, I don't know. Just curious. Just curious out there. Fans, let us know. <laughs> I don't think they did. Yeah, you can't. You lost Yeah, it. how did insurance covered it? Yeah. Uh, so during all this, though, Isabel again says, can I help? No. Can you just go away for a moment, Isabel? I actually thought Isabel was the best she's been in this episode. Oh, I found her exhausting. I, I She's really... always exhausting. So tell me why you thought she was the best in this episode. Because she wasn't... Uh, she didn't push too, too far. She was reasonable. Her heart was in the right place, I yeah, think. Yeah, she, she didn't try to go any further than what, you know, like... Just being a good person. And then mm-hmm. all the stuff with Ethel, which we'll get to in more detail. Yeah. She actually handled it with some level of maturity. Yeah. I mean, how else is she going to handle the fact that Ethel couldn't cook? Yeah, that's true. Well, I, yeah. And we're not fa- we're generally not fans of Isabel on our high horse. But I think this episode, she was uh, top, like top level Isabel. The best she can be. I think she still should have given more time to like a luncheon or whatever. Or, I don't know. It just seemed like I don't know. I mean, loss is tough. Like, yeah. you, especially when your family. Not not to mention not to mention, she's not only like family. Family. That's the, her daughter in law. Mm-hmm. It's the fa- her in laws essentially now because of the marriage. Like, yeah, she has that much more reason to try to be of help. It's and it's family. I don't think she was in the wrong. That's that. That's fine. That's that's fine. I don't know. So why don't we just get into the Ethel stuff because it ties back into the main story, mm-hmm. anyways. Um, so Ethel still can't cook, and uh, this is a problem because if you're gonna have lunch, you need to have someone who can cook. Uh, so Ethel seeks the help <laughs> of Mrs. Pat Moore. Well, there's before we even get into <laughs> yeah. this, there's the scene where she Ethel's like, "Don't you want me to cook?" And it shows Isabel take a spoonful of soup oh, yeah. and make like the sick face emoji where she's like. Uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, she, you know you let mrs bird quit because of this person right you wanted to help the prostitute yeah <sighs> man uh but it's so funny though so when ethel approaches patmore i like how patmore just doesn't want to be seen with her at all because she's worried about carson finding out mm-hmm. it's so absurd it's so absurd because then ethel was like ethel convinces her 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like, I, I think it's one part, like, having Carson find them. But I also like the idea that Patmore doesn't want to be seen associated with a prostitute. And it's like, what's the worst that could happen, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, so, But anyways, though, so Patmore decides to help her with making a salmon ruse. To which, you know, Ethel says, how can I make that? And, and Patmore is like, if you don't know how to make that. You're not going to try. What's the point? Yeah. Also, it, it sounds pretty difficult. It's a good, it was a good. It was a nice moment. Um, but Carson eventually spot, spots Patmore leaving. Yeah, what a strange little town. It reminded me of Anno seeing Bates at the bus stop. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, what is this town? It's so small or whatever. But like, everyone just runs into each other there. Um, and Carson confronts Patmore. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and he, she was like, "How do you know I was there? I saw you." Oh, okay. <laughs> that was says, like, "I <laughs> wrote that down." It says, "Who says I was at Crawley House?" And then Carson says, "I saw you." And she goes, "Oh, I see." <laughs> Doesn't try to refute her or anything. Yeah. It's just like, "Well, she got caught out. That that's the end that's of that." Fine. Yeah. What does he say? Uh, frolicking with frolicking with prostitutes. Yeah. Is that what you're you're over there frolicking with prostitutes? And she says. Do I look like a frolicker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patmore is on her game. This Patmore is. I don't think she, she's. Uh, she assists mm-hmm. in so many ways in this episode. Oh, even with the Daisy stuff later yeah. on, and everything. She's oh. like, she she's gonna pass for you to make the shot in this oh. whole episode for everyone. Ethel, and she's great, and you know, just help mm-hmm. standing up to uh, Carson. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. No, she she's great with the assists in this episode. Uh. So, anyways, they have the luncheon, but like now that Carson knows about Ethel working there, he has to send the, the word up the chain to, to Grantham. He walks in when they're eating breakfast. He's like, "May I have a word with you now?" Yeah, and this is just after Grantham. Oh, what was this? Back to the Edith subplot. Oh, she may get a job as an editor somewhere, and Matthew's like, "You should do that." And Grantham's like, "Oh my god!" And then no, that's not that. That's, that's not, not this that. time. That was the last episode. No, I thought a couple. Or was that this episode? It was, but they talked about it at with Isabel. Isabel brought it up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That came. Oh, up they again. were talking. It was uh, another. They were talking about um, the funds. Oh, Branson. Yeah, that was Matthew what it was. and Robert mm-hmm. and. Uh, bad management that's what oh yeah talking that's about. why grantham gets flustered there's so he many says, things that grantham gets flustered at right now they're they're, they're taking away his manhood his yeah. wife is making him sleep with isis in the dog bed and his son-in-law Can't both of his <laughs> both of his son-in-laws yeah are saying that he's mismanaged his house it's true um so yeah but yeah carson interrupts while grantham is in his state <laughs> and then where do we next see Grantham? We we already have hollering Grantham. He hollers bad management. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bad management? <laughs> so he barges in on this luncheon that's going He's on. Like, Time to go. Let's go. No. As, as Edith is talking about maybe becoming an editor or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That That's where it comes in. And he delivers the news that a prostitute is serving them. And, and the Dowager's pretty shook. They're all yeah. pretty they're all, Although they're the, all pretty shook. But of course the Dowager has the quips ready to go. When, like, you know, Ethel comes in and Violet's like, oh, I'm sure she has a, a costume for every activity or whatever. Yeah, that's right. An outfit for every occasion. <laughs> and it's hard to find help these days. Like, oh, man, zinger after zinger. Uh, but, but then none of them leave. Yeah. And Cora, uh, again, Cor- you want to talk about Cora. Mm-hmm. She says, Robert frequently makes decisions based on values that have no relevance anymore. That's too mean. 
She's angry. She's angry, man. And uh, this all just helps to reinforce why Violet knows that she needs to, you know, make the make this right. She needs to fix this somehow because, you know, they're really heated at each other. Um, Do you want to get into that right now? Well, let's just pause in the moment that Ethel is serving them food and it's going over really yeah, well. Because of the Patmore assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Funny though, like you know, they just carry on. What do you think? How do you think Mary feels about this in the moment? Because she's kind of silent, but you know, she as upright as she is, she probably doesn't appreciate being served by a prostitute. Um, it is funny that Robert says you're all involved in scandal. Yeah, they've they're all involved in scandal. Yeah, and is there's a a point that we need to discuss at the end of this? Mm -hmm. But they're all involved in scandal. They all their their name is potentially public about Pamuk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've been through worse than being served by a prostitute. It's true, but it's kind of funny. You can draw a line. This is like a precursor to like Hooters, you know, by having a, <laughs> a prostitute serve them. <laughs> Anyways, jokes. Like, but did you notice that uh, even in that moment of like Ethel is in the the different outfits, mm -hmm. like. She's really taking this kind of seriously, this job. Oh, it's her chance to make her way back, you know? Like, I just still, I feel bad for Mrs. Bird. Her pride shouldn't have been punished. Yeah, no, it's it's a difficult situation all around. Uh, but no, Ethel comes back. Let's just finish that storyline. Ethel comes back to thank Miss Patmore. And Mr. Carson is like, <laughs> yeah, what are you doing here? And I love how like Miss uh, uh, O'Brien just gives him like shade, like, you know. Uh, it's like, oh, she's in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's fine. Whatever, Carson. You know you're you're way too retro. He, he's <laughs> he's just flabbergasted. Yeah. So yeah, let's go back to what we were saying about Violet and Doctor Clarkson. Right. So after this conversation with Robert, she calls on Doctor Clarkson mm -hmm. and asks him if his course of action would have what percentage chance it would have saved. Yeah. Sybil. Yeah. And he thinks it would have. Yeah, there's a small chance, but it probably would have. Yeah, he's thinking, like, I would have done good. Mm -hmm. And then the Dowager's like, you got to help me out. Yeah. And you just say that it wouldn't have. And he's like, but I, I can't do that. Yeah, you got you to gotta stretch it. <laughs> uh, and he's reluctant to do so. But mm -hmm. then at the end of the episode, he does it and says that. There was still a very small, you know, yeah. it was only a small chance and she probably he, he goes was going to go anyhow. So it speaks to Clarkson's character that he does mean well. Uh, as our commenters had said, you know, he, he's a good man. And I think he ultimately is. Uh, but I, I, I do love it. And it also goes to show he does have his pride because Grantham tries to ask, was Tapsell right? And uh, Clarkson's like, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> that guy sucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so... I think that helped a little bit to bridging the gap with uh, Cora and Grantham. They can hopefully see eye to eye again. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we got a lot left of this show. Yeah, we got we got another they... three seasons. Don't get a divorce. Yeah, not please don't. Yeah, uh, staying upstairs. Uh, Mary and Matthew they have a moment of like realizing they don't want to take anything for granted while they're in bed together. Yeah. Who knows what that means? Will we see another Tapsel again? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Who knows? Well, probably no. Probably not. <laughs> probably no, Sir Phil. Ne never again. <laughs> Clarkson from here on out. Yeah. Uh, and then we also see Matthew consulting Branson about what to do with the land. Well, I think he's trying, whether or not he wants to admit it, 
Mm-hmm. He's trying to put the little worm into Branson's ear that there's a lot of work there at Dowen. Yeah, and he could be a good help for that because he has like the experience, as mm-hmm. he says in this episode, like from helping on farms as a kid. So, you know, he can stick around. Yeah. Speaking of farms. Oh. <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> we have an heiress in the house. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew it would be Daisy? Yeah, Daisy gets called. You know how happy I was to see Mr. Mason? Yeah. It was like a treat to see this guy doing well. Yeah, yeah. It, like it, it cuts to like young men mm-hmm. moving hay off of a truck. Yeah. And then it just shows Mr. Mason in his window like overseeing like the dude's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though he lost his son, it was hard. He got through it and he's doing okay. And it's funny. This is, you see Daisy smiling to go see him beaming. This is the first time we've seen Daisy smile since I don't know when. She since is, she got the promotion. Yeah, she always looks so miserable anymore. And to see her actually smiling for once actually made me feel good. Uh, but he has a proposition for her. He wants her to take the farm when he when he can't anymore. Yeah. So and she's reluctant about that idea, and I can't really place what it is. Maybe maybe it's just leaving the servitude that she knows so well. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's no longer about the guilt associated with William passing or anything. I think she's accepted that and moved on. And Mr. Mason has one of the most like real lines of the show. What's that? When he says to her, he's like. You have another 40 years of working in your life. Yeah. Do you think Downton is going to last for 40 more years? And it's like, whoa. Yeah. No, that, yeah. You're right, Mr. You're Mason. so true. Jeez. But like Daisy's reluctance to leave uh, Downton goes back to my, my problem that I've harped on the show for a while. Is like the downstairs servants are always predisposed to be like, look how good they are to us here. Look how much we enjoy being here and working in this environment. And like, it's like. No, you should want more for yourself. You should want better. Even but if she, I mean, she's not a farmer. She's right, correct in that. That, that is true. But there's an opportunity there, mm-hmm. and like, why not try try and go for that? I think you know Thomas Barrow is right in that regard. Whatever he says, speaks up on that. Speaks up on that. Yeah, but she, you know, yeah, it's a big, big potential future for Daisy. But maybe there's another reason why she won't leave. Uh oh. Maybe it's a it's a bigger reason than we thought. Alfred. A taller reason. Yeah, taller. Alfred. This is a very... This is a... This downstairs... Uh, Love connection. As In Patmore, great line in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where I wrote it down. You're all in love with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And she just says it. She's just real. She yeah. Deal you know, with it. Norms be damned. She's just like, you shouldn't like her. Yeah. You shouldn't like her. Mm-hmm. And then over in the corner... Barrow, you handle yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's such a weird triangle thing that they got have going on here where, like, Daisy likes Alfred, Alfred likes Ivy, Ivy likes Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't like anyone, really. Jimmy, yeah. but he, No, he, Jimmy, I think Jimmy likes Ivy. Does he, though? Or is he just playing her? I think he's just a flirt, you know? That, that's just who his character is. And, but he, should go, he shows Daisy dancing for a second just to kind of like mess with her. You know, I think that's just how he is. He's kind of like a straight Tom Barrow. He's just like messing around. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Alfred is uh, when he's like flirting with Ivy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <clears throat> Pat Moore's like, what are you doing over here? And then uh, he says, a cat can can look at a king. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that means exactly. What, what, that's a, I mean, I get it, but it's a way with words. It's yeah. Maybe it's just odd. an expression that. Uh, yeah. 
But it's funny, like every time like they come in, like they're doing like the Foxtrot, whatever, it's like, Ivy, what are you doing? And it's like someone else was like part of the whole instigation of this thing. <laughs> like, oh, Ivy's wearing makeup. What are you doing? And it's like, well, you know. She's allowed. Yeah. They're like, like your color in your face. And I thought that was going to be like, oh, she's she's flustered because she has the hots for. Yeah. Alfred or Jimmy. That's one case of Pat Moore keeping it too real, where she's like, "Take the ma- makeup off." You like, work for me. Yeah, like, come on, just I'm, let her wear some rouge or whatever. Boss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy keeps interjecting. Yeah, with uh, the dancing and stuff, he offers to show Daisy how to do the dances. And... Oh, he gets cut down. Oh by yeah, Mister Carson. Yeah, because yeah. Alfred's trying to learn the foxtrot, mm-hmm. and then Jimmy's like, "Uh, the only reason you're trying, oh, with with Daisy too. Mm-hmm. Daisy's trying to teach him." He says, the only reason you're trying to do it is to impress Ivy. And yeah. that gets Daisy mad. That's so cold. And then she starts to do it with Jimmy. And Carson mm-hmm. walks in. And Carson's like, this is disgusting. Yeah. We're in a house of mourning. And then he <laughs> he's sends, not wrong. He's, he's not wrong. He sends away Jimmy. Yeah. And Jimmy's like, you couldn't have spoken up, bro. Yeah. And Alfred's like, no. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I think we that was a complicated triangle thing to explain there. But... uh. It's a complicated love game going on downstairs. Yeah, well, it's also complicated in, in Jimmy. Oh, they're boy. talking about Lady si- after the funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, Barrow Barrow is upset, and then he they- holds his hand at the table. Well, Al- no, Alfred says some comment. <laughs> yeah, um, he he makes a comment about like, why are you so glum? Like a sad face never got anything mm-hmm. good done. And then Anna is like, "Hey, you know, he really knew her well." Like yeah. maybe lay off, and then Jimmy says something. Oh yeah, Solon, similar. Yeah, he says Solon looks good on you, Matthew uh, Thomas. And then Barra grabs his his leg. That's not how that works. Like if I give you, he, and he's just like, "Thank you." Buddy. No, he's not grabbing his leg. He's grabbing his hand. No, he's grabbing his his like he's sitting right next to him. He like, grabs oh. his his like up, up his thigh. Yeah. Either way, though, if like if I give you a word of support, don't touch me. Okay. Like unless it's like a hug. I mean, that's just speaking to my character, I guess. Just don't don't come to me <laughs> if if I'm offering support. I'm just you know, it's, it's lip service on some level. Hmm. Okay. Well, he he is uh he gives him the pat. Yeah, and, and then, he, then does, he does it again later when he's playing the piano. He puts his hands on his like shoulders to like massage him. It's it, it's chilling. And this actually. is like keep in mind. Okay, I I took note of this. Mm-hmm. This is the second time that he he Tom Barrow touches. Yeah. Uh, jimmy yeah and this is like 38 minutes into the episode yeah and then out of nowhere and o'brien's just like i'm still here to stir the pot mm-hmm. and then she leaves yeah no you're she you, offers nothing more than just continuing to perpetuate this like yeah you, you said it last time in relationship I, I agree like this is not a good look for o'brien like O'Brien's it's just, awful it's it's so wrong this is so creepy and like just thomas stop it man well he sh- well no actually thomas Actually, we'll see how that goes. But Jimmy, you need to speak up. Yeah, exactly. Jimmy, that, speak up yeah. because Tom would stop if he spoke up. Yeah. And um, what is uh oh Barrow has an interesting comment about Jimmy oh, when there's that that conversation with the you all love the wrong people and it's like oh you know he has the hots for you mm-hmm. and then Barrow's like Jimmy likes someone and that person is not oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, I mean, at this point, he's not being shot down. No, but like so he, he has every reason to think that there might be some. But it's not being spark. reciprocated. Okay, you gotta like get it through your head at some point. As a grown adult, he doesn't adult, think it's uncomfortable because James or Jimmy hasn't shot him down yet. I don't know though. Do you think Thomas is dumb? 
because he bought all that plaster last year that he thought were goods, and he can't see that this guy isn't reciprocating his feelings. I don't know. There's well, it's diff- it's difficult because it's like he's not being he's not reciprocating, but he's not saying no. Still, you just gotta learn after a while. Like you don't have to say no to get the idea. Like this ain't happening. Also, you need to keep in mind that they're gay and it's 1920. Well, Jimmy's not gay. Well, Barrow is flirting with him and Jimmy's not saying no because I'm sure that's how it was for those guys. You know, things move at a yeah. different speed when you will be killed for your your lifestyle. It's true. That's true. But either way, O'Brien comes in just to stir the pot and then leaves yeah. and offers nothing. So she can she can go shove off somewhere. I don't like her. That's fair. No, I agree. I'm I'm on the same page too. And you saying O'Brien made me realize I referred to Hughes as O'Brien earlier. When we, those two are, have strangely, I get their names mixed. confused all the time. It's such a problem. And they're <laughs> not at all the same. And no. the words aren't even the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. One one other thing. Mosley uh, talks about not appreciating uh, Ethel being in the house back there. But for some reason, there's just like that little moment downstairs of Mosley. You know, he had to get his check somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Mosley needs to get paid. <laughs> Uh, but the biggest story that we haven't touched on yet, <laughs> it's it's Anna and Bates. They're w- walking in the circle. Circle time at the prison. <laughs> yet again, walking in a circle. Uh, so Mr. Murray mm-hmm. he got, be- the, got the, the statement. Yeah. He goes to see Mrs. Bartlett, and he's like, everything that you said, like, you're telling me you didn't, it, it's not that? And she says, I didn't even say that stuff. Yeah. And he's like, then why am I here in the first place if you didn't say that? And then she was like, well, you know, it's flimsy reasoning. And there, Bates is making his laps and Durant walks up. He's like, not looking so happy, Mr. Bates. You're something up, maybe? <laughs> and Bates is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Bart- Bartlett said, time you saw how real people live. Yeah, that's why you invited Mr. Yeah. Murray up there. Wow. Uh-huh. Like, Mr. Murray's a highbrow person. He's a lawyer. I mean, yeah. if Matthew is the you know, looked at as being uh, lower than the high class because he's mm-hmm. a lawyer, then Murray must be at that point or lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so true. But uh, yeah, what you were saying, back to Bates walking in the prison yard circle. Yeah, Darren talks to him. <laughs> and that just tips off Bates like, he, oh, I know who did this. And I love so much. Mis- for someone that couldn't figure out the letter situation, he's quick to realize that Durant and Craig are on him. Oh, yeah. I mean, who else would it be at this point? Like, it's, yeah. It wouldn't be someone off screen who's been harassing him for the past few episodes. It's, it has to be the two that we've seen. Uh, but it's so funny because they have the meeting with Mr. Murray that, you know, Bartlett wouldn't speak up. And Bates is like, I know who it is. And Anna's like, don't do anything foolish. And just Bates is just like, I'll take care of it. He doesn't, he doesn't promise he won't do anything foolish or anything. Oh, he does something pretty foolish. Yeah, man. He just like takes the guy out of the circle. He, he takes Craig, yeah. slams him against the wall, and puts like a a shiv, a, a shiv <laughs> to his like a hook face. to his cheek. Yeah, it's like how did they not notice these two people left the circle? That's like very moving very slowly in like a very small area. I freaked out in that scene. It's like, <laughs> yeah, do it. And again, Bates does, has not had his cane for several episodes. And he's walking in the circle. Yeah, he's been he's walking, not falling. So he has the strength to put this guy up against the wall, and he threatens Craig. Oh, with big a, time with a lie that he's like you know hoarding drugs or whatever. He's like, if you don't do this, why don't you just say if you don't do this, I'll kill you. Yeah, yeah, that, that threat could do it. You know, he says. That'll add five years to your sentence. Yeah. He says, so he, he threatens, he says, 
make sure uh, tell tell Mrs. Barklet mm-hmm. to to take back what she said. Yeah. And then do and if you don't, I'll tell them that you and Durant are try, tried to force me to help you sell drugs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Bates has threatened him before, like, you know, don't you ever touch me or don't speak to me or whatever. Don't threaten me. Yeah, don't threaten me. So, like, you know, maybe five years is actually a tangible thing. Like, oh, he could come through on this, like, threat. But it's also just, like, it's just words. Craig has Bartlett or Durant on his side. You should just be like, hey, Bates has a shiv. Yeah. Let's take care of this tonight. I I mean, maybe we don't know what's going to happen in this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But either way, like, kind of smash cuts to Anna, like, running up to the house, like, he's coming home. <laughs> it, it, it worked out, I guess. So, I guess Bates is coming back? In a couple weeks. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, he had some 5 o'clock shadow going in this episode. He's had it going on for most of the season. Yeah, well, he's he has a little shiv that he could shave with, maybe. <laughs> That's why he's been shaving. He st- yeah. he really sticks that right on on Craig's face. I mean, this has been boiling over for weeks now. I mean, Craig's Craig's a bad dude. So, uh, all all the power to Bates. Really appreciate what he's he made happen for himself. Uh, I think that covers a lot of the big big stories of this episode, right? I think we it, it kind of weaved around and everything, so it was hard to just make sure we got it all. But I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think that's uh, you know. Any good quotes that we missed? I have a good quote. What is it? When uh, they ask Branson what he's going to do with the baby, mm-hmm. he says he'll hire a woman or find a cousin. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it goes, you know, if you need Very, help. <laughs> find a cousin. Yeah. In Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll find a cousin that's like a McCartney cousin. Or maybe one like a, a Matthew, the Mary or whatever. Oh, yeah. You, you know? yeah another cousin for him to marry. Or a Beatle yeah. cousin. Yeah. In Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, birth the Beatles. Uh I do love at the beginning of the episode, Anna's complaining to like Mary, like, how do you prove she was cooking that pie? Whatever. It's like back to that the pie being the crux of this entire case or whatever. Just a pie, yeah. It's like, why are we getting so exasperated over just a pie? Uh, good times. Okay, so before we even get to the rankings, I wanna yeah. I wanna bring something up. Mm-hmm. At the end of season two, yeah. they said it was said. That if Mary broke it off with Richard Carlyle, mm-hmm. he was going to publish the Pamuk stuff. Did he publish the Pamuk stuff? We don't know. Um, they said the family was ready for the scandal that would follow. We don't know if there is any scandal. I like to think that Carlyle didn't do it. I so think that's what I think he didn't do it. He's a bigger man than that. He's a, He was a full threats, and I don't think he followed He through. made all his money off of Haxby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> all right, that's, I was just, you know... Because that's what, th- th- talking about a family and scandal. Yeah. It made me think, if the Pamuk stuff is public, then they're already a family and scandal. Well, how did he, how would he verify that story? Because that's like a, also a story that had already been making the rounds a little bit. So, like, I mean. Just through, the, like, the letters mill. and Yeah, in the rumor mill. So, how do you substantiate it? Because he was engaged to her. Wasn't there a thing <laughs> with, like, the, the. And he had Vera Bates's a. Uh... Statement. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So. Probably not. So that's what you mean by everyone already being scandalized and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, having a prostitute serve you is no worse than having a man die in your bed. Yeah. And then moving him back and covering it up. And also just reminds me of like this, uh, because I've been reading some past Diana Abbey articles while watching the show. And it's like, everything's to blame on Lord Grantham. I think it was from the, The Guardian or something like that. And it's like raising the point that, you know, his mismanagement of the funds really, you know, brought about like a change in the household and stuff. And so, you know, you want to talk about scandal. 
Grantham, you're about to bring one down the house without your mismanagement of funds. If it well, gets hopefully, any worse. yeah, I think it'll. Hopefully, that'll fix itself. I hope, or else the show's canceled. And uh, he had his own little scandal with his uh, side piece, Jane. No one needs to know about that. Though. Yeah, that's uh, that's still under. Let's keep it low key. Yeah. <laughs> so, want to get to these rankings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go. Let's start with down. Yeah. Who do you got on the bottom? I have Cora. At number number three. three, I have her at number two. Really? She's having a rough week. I mean, as, as expected. Um, she actually just came in ahead of honorable mention Jimmy. Uh, I had I, I just you can't. Oh, well, I guess he's not really comfortable. Yeah, he's he's in a tough spot, and he, he's just being victimized. So uh, he's an honorable mention, but he's not in the rankings. A but, dishonorable mention. Yeah, it's a bad week. Exactly. Well, my number three is a tie. Yeah, Craig and Durant. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, they don't get one over on Bates, exactly. Not at all. D- Craig gets uh, shipped to the face. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, so I had Cora at number two just because of uh, how, you know, how miserable she is and whether or not you side with her or Robert or yeah, she lost her daughter and she's coping and it's, it's tough. So uh, who's your number two? Carson. Uh, Carson? Yeah, hmm. He lets a prostitute walk through the house and he can do nothing about it. Okay. And, and like so, and, and also Craig like, has a shiv in his in his face. Also, just and now he has a better week than a guy who lets a prostitute walk into his house. And the d- disappointment with Hughes towards him too. Like I, it, it, he does have the comment where he's like, "You'll never leave my side." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he can't keep the staff together. They're all dancing in the back rooms while there's death going on. And there's like the threat of the baby being re- raised Catholic, Catholic, whatever. He's not having a good week. I think Carson. All right. He didn't get a shiv put to him. <laughs> no, he did not get a shiv put to him, no. Number one, though, I think it's indisputable. Oh, no, it's Robert. Yeah, Grantham, is nothing's going his way at all. He's not in control of his, his marriage, his uh, manner. He's he's just... Bad management. Yeah. He, he has he hollers quite a bit in this episode, and it's not cool. No, no, It's no. not a good screaming, Robert. No, it's not fun. This this is the doldrums for him. Yeah. He, I mean, he's consulting his mother, which we never see him do, so... yeah. Low low point for him. But who's up though? I have Ethel at number three. I do too. She cooks. She does well. She did. And it. I think more so than the food, it's that nobody gets up to leave when Robert tries to make the fuss about him her being a prostitute. Yeah, that's important. Number two. Still don't love Ethel though. I still think she's a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. She's just kind of there. It is what it is. My number two is Daisy. Same. I think I like up like it's very easy this time because it's like she's an, she is an an heiress. Of I know farm. she's getting her own land. Good, good for everything good for is Daisy. so negative in the household. It's pretty easy to like figure out who's like uh, doing well this week. Yeah. who's number one? It's Bates. The free man. Yeah, he's out of jail. Come on, he put a shift to a man's face. <laughs> he's <laughs> all because Durant made that comment. He like, did it to himself. Yeah, I like the symmetry to your rankings there. At the bottom, it's Craig and Durant, but at the top, it's Bates. Yeah, because I mean, it's all relative. Craig doesn't. Craig and Durant don't matter. Right. Well, at the same time, Cora lost a child last week, and she's still dealing with it. So yeah, that's why she's number two for me. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. But Bates stands to gain so much more. Hopefully, getting out of jail. Yes. And his wife. He's gonna have his life back. That garter. But like, how, that garter that's waiting for him. <laughs> Oh, it's your mama. <laughs> That's Bates. <laughs> Do you, you think he wrote, he wrote that in a, like a letter to her? Oh, it's mama. <laughs> he does like dog panting. <laughs> in written form in letters. Yeah. Pant, pant. <laughs> Asterisk, pant. Yeah. Scratches behind ear. <laughs> Tongue rolls out of mouth. The, the, like, the letters like, of John Bates. He's like droopy, yeah. droopy dog. Oh, boy. Arr! 
Uh, yeah, I, I want to see the. But how happy is I was? Wait, do I legitimately the, do, almost changed my. Do rankings. those letters get delivered to Grantham and Isis in their doghouse or whatever? <laughs> just mistakenly dropped no, off. Mr. There. Carson like accidentally read them. Like, oh. But Robert's face when he finds out Bates is coming home, that almost changed my rankings because he's so happy. Well, it's the only thing that's gone right for him all week. He's like, good, wonderful. My servant will be back. Yeah, he's like almost like so just caught up with everything else. He came and like process like how good this is. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's going to go. Who sees Bates? Who? Did Robert. Robert? Was, Robert, he, Robert? was he on all fours next to Isis now? He's yeah. turning into a dog? Yeah. Well, I guess he Oh, think- I would watch Shaggy Dog with Robert Grantham. That would be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he turns into Isis' yeah. brother. Yeah. I guess I. Sure. Why not? Why not he make that turn the, into an animal? That's the Down Abbey movie. We already booked it. Let's see. <laughs> Sorry, Julian. <laughs> yeah. We want to see that. That's a good way to bring back some of the characters who we've lost they're tar- they're also animals <laughs> so there's sybil the dog with a c yep and pramuk the snake <laughs> sure yeah yeah all right we'll get there anyways well we hope you enjoyed this episode yeah, <laughs> hopefully we lightened things up a little bit after last week yeah the beer took the edge <laughs> yeah, off a geez. little bit this four yeah. percent beer that i drank just knocked me on my behind it, well you know i i'm lightweight so you know it doesn't take much for me so yeah so as always twitter mm-hmm. instagram facebook Lord yeah. to Grantham, Lord to Grantham, Lord to Grantham. Gmail, Lord to Grantham at Gmail. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. You know, we got some stuff coming. Yeah. We'll be in touch. Yeah. Thanks.